We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The CV, CV Report. TPS report. The CV report. Give us one word to describe what you're going through right now. Sucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's just a Nissan Frontier, but in my mind, this thing's an M1 Abrams tank. Honey, right. take the wheel. I'm going to stick my head out of the sunroof. Look, any self-respecting veteran should grow a beard and have a belly. That's the dumbest thing I've heard all day. Like, if we're going to start getting angry now, it's it's a little late is live in D.C. with the update on all of this. Good morning. Maybe. I guess not. The C.V. Report. Welcome to the C.V. Report. I'm your host, Navy veteran Phil Briggs. This episode is powered by Entercom's ConnectingVets.com the military veteran lifestyle website with news and stories that are important to vets. Later on the podcast, we're going to talk about a couple of our favorite things, the TV show, The Office, and the Space Force. (laughs) We'll put it all together a little bit later with reporter Kayla Jackson. Right now, let's dig on some headlines. Our first story comes to us from ConnectingVets.com headlines, and it's the latest in the tit-for-tat known as the government shutdown. Recently, President Trump sent a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that her trip to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan is postponed by denying her military transport. The letter comes in the wake of Pelosi's call for Trump to postpone his State of the Union speech until after the shutdown, citing security concerns. Trips like these, known as CODAL, or congressional delegation trips, are usually not promoted in advance due to security concerns. Speaker Pelosi's trip had not been publicized until the letter was released. The White House is now saying that all congressional delegation trips are canceled during the shutdown to ensure that the members are in Washington for negotiations. In the letter, the president called the trip a, quote, public relations event, and that it is, quote, inappropriate during the shutdown in light of federal workers who are not being paid. White House spokesperson Sarah Sanders even tweeted out a copy of the letter. And it's inside the galaxy known as the Twittersphere that we can see the divide on this story. Take, for instance, Washington Post blogger Aaron Blake, who writes, All codals are now canceled during the shutdown. So lawmakers aren't going to be able to get firsthand in-person feedback from troops at a time when important decisions are being made about withdrawals. Now, as we all know about Twitter, the story behind the story is somewhere in the comment thread. And you don't have to scroll very deeply into the 400 and some comments Blake's tweet received to find veterans standing up and explaining exactly what a CODEL is. Eric Flanagan writes, You do realize when CODELs visit, they are given a dog and pony show, along with a everything is A-OK briefing. Why is it so important that they get the info in person versus secure video conferencing? Considering Speaker Pelosi's third in line to the presidency, it would seem 
relatively easy for her to go to the Pentagon and probably, I don't know, Skype with a general on the ground and get the real deal that way. But I guess you don't get a picture out of that one. G. Batista writes, perhaps get some input on troops who can tell you how laughable these visits really are. It's officials hobnobbing around the world on the taxpayer's dime, all under the guise of supporting the troops. And Jake Jacobson writes, almost all codals are just dog and pony shows, best for politicos and photo ops, and really not much else. As one who's been on a military base when senior administration officials have made a visit, I know there was hours of extra work cleaning things they would never see, doing chores that were really not totally necessary, just so they could come and get a picture taken. And while I don't doubt that in their hearts... They mean well by trying to visit these forward operating bases. It's really not helpful. Think about the anxiety that the sergeant standing watch over the FOB has, knowing that a delegation of very important people are coming to visit them. It's an opportune time for the enemy to strike. And I seriously doubt it's going to make any change in policy or it's going to be any life-changing moment for the Speaker of the House or any lawmaker to sit down, have some chow, and a rip it with a Marine on the front lines. You can read more about this and other comments from the Twitter gallery in my article, VIP Trips to Combat Zones Are Just a Pain in the Ass, on ConnectingVets.com. Earlier this week, on January 17th, we observed an epic anniversary. In the early morning hours of August 2nd, Iraqi armed forces, without provocation or warning, invaded a peaceful Kuwait. And reporter Julia Ledoux covered it in the article entitled, We Were There to Get the Bad Guy Out of Kuwait, Desert Storm Veterans Remember the Gulf War. Julia's report covers several veterans who were there at the very start. One of them is Air Force veteran Tom Wall. Wall was a sergeant with the first fighter wing out of Langley Air Force Base when he arrived in Saudi Arabia on August 9, 1990. The F-15 weapon systems tech had additional duty in hot pits when the ground offensive began in January. Wall said, My job there was to safety check the returning jets for fast refueling and a quick turnaround, he explained. Wall said he remembers most five months of 12-hour days, unending routine weapons maintenance, and Scud missile attacks. But like all the men and women I've met in America's military, they stay motivated. And Wall stayed motivated by the force behind the mission of Desert Storm. He stayed motivated in his words because they were there to get the bad guy. Allied forces are moving quickly to position themselves. You can find the full report on ConnectingVets.com. All right, our next segment on the show is, well, you can tell by the music. That is the soundtrack to one of my favorite TV shows. Dare I say one of the greatest shows of all time, talking about The Office, and I found somebody in my office that also shares a love for it, and it's reporter Kayla Jackson. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back to talk about the best show on Earth. I mean, <laughs> there's it, everything that's wrong with the characters on the show is what's right about the show. Exactly. It, it, makes, for, it makes for amazing TV and, frankly, amazing days to, to binge watch Netflix every day, all day. Anytime. The office is appropriate at any time, any place, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're talking about it because um, we saw something on Twitter that at first I thought was fake. I, I mean, I literally saw the video, and I'll cue the music. John Williams' epic theme for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and 
then I was like, wait a minute, is this true? Tell me what we were watching. So it turns out we were watching a, a teaser trailer for um, a show about the Space Force, um, but the in the style of The Office, basically. It's going to be starring uh, Steve Carell, of course. And in the future, if I want to say something funny or witty or do an impression, I will no longer ever do any of those things. Does that include that's what she show. said? Uh, so if you can think of the Space Force, but the office, whatever meshed together. I just can't wait for the level of inappropriateness that will happen in that branch of military on that show. Yes. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so. That's what she said. <laughs> Um, judging from the trailer, I mean, you think it's a real deal? That that was the real Netflix thing? Have you seen anything to debunk that this is just a hoax, or is this really going to go down, you think? I definitely think so. So I follow, of course, the Netflix you know, Twitter page, but they also have um, an up-and-coming um, Twitter page that basically shows, hey, these are the shows that are coming out, um, and they basically dropped this trailer with no other comment or context and just said, it's huh. coming, so get ready. Space Force, <laughs> right. a la Steve Carell. Well, it got us to thinking. Okay, we both are fans of The Office. We are thinking, all right, will all of our favorite characters go on to the Space Force show? And if they do, how would they translate to the military? So let's just go through a couple uh, here and see. Um, let's start with Dwight Schrute. What is going on? I'm Michael is um, sick, and he wants one of us to rescue him. I'm not sick. I'm, I'm coming, Michael. Oh. I'm going to save you. Don't Michael isn't coming. I do not okay. want to. Okay. Hold on, Michael. I am coming. I Wait there. What would Dwight Schrute be in the Space Force? Will he be enlisted? Will he be officer? What do you think? I mean, I don't know what the official title for, like, the highest officer in the land of the Space Force, like, commandant slash lieutenant right. of, like, the aliens in space, whatever. Whatever that is, it's definitely Dwight. He strikes me as um, an officer type, definitely a leader. I use the word leader lightly. He thinks no, he's a leader. He thinks he's a leader, um, but he's a total mope. He's yeah. a complete idiot. He has all the ideas. Um, a little, a little of them are a little sketchy. Um, but you know, he he wants to be in charge, and who else than to to lead the space force than Dwight Schrute? <laughs> okay, you see him as the senior officer. I see him as junior officer, like first lieutenant, lieutenant junior grade, whatever ensign. I see him as junior officer only because he's such a kiss ass. He's always trying to kiss his way up to. Michael Scott on the office and, 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 you know, give him the idea and like, Hey, we're going to ride together. Right. 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 You and me. Right. Right. I, so I see him as being that kind of like glad handing ass kissing sort of junior officer that just wants a promotion, just wants the general to like him. Just like me. I definitely could see maybe like an aide de camp or like the new butter bar. I'm not going to say any names, but I definitely have had some lieutenants um, similar <laughs> to a Dwight Schrute. So I can definitely see how, how that, how he could live in that realm as well. But definitely agreed, he's an officer. No offense to the officers out there who would be listening. We love you. You're all important. <laughs> I'm I'm still an E4, and I'm on the road, so I don't want to mess up any possible promotion <laughs> points that I have. So you're eligible for promotion. Let's not F that up. Okay. Uh, let's talk about another character. You pick one, and who would they be in the Space Force? So maybe Stanley. 
I wake up every morning in a bed that's too small, drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive, and then I go to work to a job for which I get paid too little. But on pretzel day, well, I like pretzel day. I'm, I've been thinking about Best it. Best eye roll in television. I'm not sure because sometimes I think, and we, we you kind of touched on this yesterday. Um, I want to say he's kind of like, we're coming, you know, experience here, so I'm coming on the Army side. E5, E6, he's been sitting in that slot taking up space, <laughs> physically, promotion space, uh, for probably like 10 to 12 years, and he's just going to like sit on it until he hits his <laughs> like 20 years. Yes, I have a dream, and it's not some MLK dream for equality. I want to own a decommissioned lighthouse. Um, that he de- like he he was kind of like the E4 that kind of just sat and somehow um, you know, got bumped up to E5 because there was a slot. This was before basic leadership course was a requirement, before SSD was a requirement. He just kind of like rolled into it. Um, but yeah, he definitely he definitely reminds me of of some sergeants I know that are not within height weight standards. <laughs> also on profile always walk on their PT tests. They always have a cigarette in their mouth right? <laughs> and are just like usually sitting in a corner telling other people what to do. All right, let's talk Andy for a second. Uh, he was later in the seasons. I, mean, I think he might have been after season five or six or something like that. Ed Helms. We also know him from the movie The Hangover, uh, but on the show he played Andy and I, he went to college. Where did he go to college? How can you forget? Cornell? <laughs> That's right. He tells everybody, I went to Cornell, of course. Where are you going? You want me to come with? Oh. Just listen, I forgot to tell you the plan for the Saturday. You, me, bar, beers, buzzed, wings, shots, drunk, waitresses, hot, football, Cornell Hofstra, slaughter. Then quick nap at my place and we hit the tin sound. No. Another kind of kiss-assy kind of character. Hilarious, I always thought, but like annoying hilarious. Like got under your skin funny kind of guy. Uh, What do you think he would be in the Space Force? So it's interesting that you mentioned that, right? So he definitely like is trying to like get in the in with with Michael and Dwight, but can't really do it. Um, But he's always kind of around. I, and he's always like singing, dancing, just kind of like being there. So I probably would say he's like a PFC, like an E3, E2, that just is like overly excited <laughs> about everything, which I can say that we we were both in the same, th- you know, the same at, at one point. I was really overly excited, just wanted to be in everything, wanted to help, wanted to see like who I could assist, what I could know. Thankfully, I've learned and I've calmed down now. Um, I just wait to be told what to do. Um, but nice. yeah, Andy definitely strikes me as as a private who just kind of like just needs to chill out, basically. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> stop being so into it. Okay? Yeah, just like that. Nobody here is excited as you, so please just like find something to do, find someone to talk to, a wall. <laughs> just not me. Yeah, yeah just yeah. <laughs> just not me. So yep. yeah, definitely Andy strikes strikes me as 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 that rank, definitely. I'll put, uh, was it B.J. Novak? Uh, Ryan. Ryan. I'll put Ryan in that same category. He was also totally enlisted to me. He was the E3 that is just. I'd say E3. Although he's a slacker. He's the exact opposite E4. of Andy. E4. We are the, the shammers, um, unofficially, I've heard <clears throat> people call us shammers. I don't sham. I do my work. 
Um, oh, but we know the system enough to know how to kind of exactly. run some game they're, on they're, it? And- I've been in long enough to know that, like, what we're doing right now really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> And I've 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 kind of I've kind of tipped the tipped the line between like speaking up and saying, hey, I don't think we should really be doing this or we should be doing this or it's kind of time for me to go find a bathroom or a corner to go hide in. So I definitely would say that Ryan is is definitely part of the E4, the sham shield, like we like to say. Um, in the army, he kind of pretends that he does a lot of work. Right. Um, like that episode where he did that like wolf app or whatever. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Yeah. He was like, and, and like it went from like a phone call ended up as like a fax, just like doing, doing a lot, spent a lot of time with his like makeshift um, office in that little closet space. Yeah. He, he acts like he's doing a lot and, and really is doing not much. So <laughs> I would definitely, I'd definitely say it, it, he, Ryan strikes me as an E4. <laughs> That's so cool because I, he, we would have got along if we'd stationed together in different eras, but we definitely would have. You see the military the way I saw the military, and uh, my PAO always was like, he knew what I was up to, and if somebody said, oh, I saw Briggs an hour ago, and uh, yeah, 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 I mean, he was going somewhere. He was in a hurry. Commander Reed would always be like, that's Briggs. He's never in a hurry. He's not doing shit. He just walks fast. <laughs> Because I always, man, if that's I was, the trick. If I was you going, have to walk, look like you're going somewhere. I was in a hurry, man. You look like you're on a mission. And nobody will ask you to do anything. I was just going to take a nap in one of the sponsons, <laughs> but man, I was hustling to get there. But don't look out. I'm on a mission. All right, let's talk about the ladies of the office. Uh, Pam, of course, everybody loved Pam. What's Pam in the military on Space Force? Let's see. Pam is super nice, really kind. She kind of has a little bit of a mean streak, though, when it comes to Angela and, like, the party planning committee. Oh, are, are you joking? Michael told me a little bit about it, but I see the way you look at him. I have never, ever dated or wanted to do anything resembling dating Michael. <laughs> ever. Not ever. Not now. Not then. Not now. Not ever. Ever. To me, she's senior enlisted, wearing the khakis because she made all the right moves. She tests well. I can see that. But, you know... At the end of the day, she's got kind of her agenda and she sort of is manipulative a little bit because she knows how to talk to the dumb officers right. and kind of pull their strings. So to me, she's sort of the one that, like all senior enlisted, Z739, yeah. they kind of can run the show a little bit. They can definitely. So I'm thinking maybe like the sergeant first class, master sergeant, yeah. you know, like the same rank as like first sergeant, but like different responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, she strikes me, like you said, knows 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 kind of the deal of what's going on. She knows what to do to get kind of what she wants done. But everyone, she's pretty likable. Right. You know, she she's done her stuff to get promoted. She has the classes. She's got her points all in line. Um, but like I said, she's she's still one of she's still one of us, you know what I mean? She's right, still right. one of us. Now what's Angela? The blonde, she was what, God. HR or something? Is that what she was on the office? <laughs> no, she was an accountant. Oh, no, that's right. She was the accountant. <laughs> Oh God! <sighs> and she was, she she was a bitch. I mean, that's what she was. Yeah, she wasn't. She, she was wasn't mean. too kind. She had a lot of cats. Her and Dwight had this off and on, very uncomfortable thing. <laughs> I don't really know what I would call it. <laughs> um, definitely an officer type. Once again, no offense to the officers. I'm just, you know, we're all we all serve in the same in the same armed forces here. So let me just reiterate that. Um, it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure they're not listening to our podcast. It's fine. I want to say like Angela is like a like a captain 
Yeah, I can yeah, see it. Okay. I see a captain. She's the XO. Um, always has to say extra stuff during the safety briefing when people want to go home. Like, you know that, like, when the, when the first sergeant is like, sir or ma'am, do you have anything? And you're like, please don't have anything. And she please. has something. And it's just like reiterating exactly what the first sergeant said. And it's a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, and gets out and it's like, you guys did a great job, blah, blah, blah. Don't drink and drive. You know, do this and this. And you're just like, can we please go? So, yeah, I definitely would say Angela. Angela is the the exo type, um, you know, the type that you kind of have to, like, walk a little, like, look down when you're in, like, the hallway and kind of hope they don't call you or ask you to do anything or you have to talk to. <laughs> and stay on her good side. Yeah, yeah not not a person you want to you wanna upset at all. They're, they're the person uh, ahead and in charge, so you don't want to make – no one to make her mad. Nice. All right. Space Force, a la The Office, coming to Netflix. I have no idea when. I have no idea, you know, what what it's really going to be about, or he or or who's even going to be on the show. But Hollywood, if you're listening, Kayla and I have some suggestions. Thank you very much, Kayla. No problem. Thank you again, Phil. That's what she said. <laughs> We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T Mobile.com.